Me. Ew. Erica. <laughs> I hate you. I'm going to throw up real slow and gentle. <laughs> Over to my co host with the most is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Liana. I, I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> Hi, it's Liana from the Night Guys podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff. Weird. Supernatural, <laughs> extraterrestrial, your favorite, cryptid. Mm. Gross? Cryptid? No. I was. Oh. I thought Stuck on extra- that for a moment mm. and was like, yep, still gross. <laughs> What about cults? Love them. What about true crime? <laughs> love to hate to love them. Mm-hmm. 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 Also, that tracks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so join us weekly as we do these things that involve us drinking and solving crimes and mysteries. Mm, I love those. <laughs> <laughs> those? What those? Those mysteries, you know? Oh, <laughs> love myself a good mystery so yesterday we recorded our patreon episode super late because i suck but oh my goodness i suck but oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but we did that because we love our patreon members yeah yeah yeah. and we love you guys so much and anybody that wants to join our patreon force of people our church Patreon members, we love you too. Oh yeah, future Patreon members, come on in the cult bus. We'll pick you up. We'll drive <laughs> you to the Church of Nightgeist, where we will adorn you with <laughs> a black rose lay. Oh my goodness! And <laughs> and then we'll make another bus trip to the Dreamboat. And then once a year. <laughs> We all save our money and pitch it together. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And then (laughs) we board the SS Dreamboat, and we all board them separately. Liana and I are on the same one together, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then our boat's a little bit bigger. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, guys, but it is because we put this together. And then all you Patreon members are in your little Dreamboats. They're little, but they're big. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Little big. You all like park and anchor whatever around our dreamboat, and we just party. Mm-hmm. We rage. You know what I'm saying? We light up the dreamboat fireworks into the dreamboat sky. <laughs> Where is this going? And uh, yeah, I mean that's what you can expect when you join. <laughs> and also, when you join, we're giving away a really awesome gifty that we're putting together. Mm-hmm. It is personalized. It is well thought out. Very. We're still thinking about it. <laughs> I know. We're still th- we're we like, what else can we add? It's really exciting for us to say thank you to you guys during the most wonderful time of the year. Halloween. And <laughs> I'm excited. Liana's excited. We're collectively We just like giving gifts. To say thank you for listening to us and then. Engaging conversation with us. Yeah. And join like joining patreon it's pretty awesome because uh we try to put a lot of thought into patreon and just our regular episodes too of course but we do spend a lot of time on it but we aren't complaining because we love doing it Mm -hmm. it's nice to know you guys enjoy what we do so much that you want to join patreon also so it's pretty cool we really appreciate it and we don't take your patronage lightly no we're the cult leaders that give back Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that actually give back yeah that don't demand more of you. Yeah. Except for just maybe joining Zoom meetings every yes. once in a while. Yeah. Because we love I you. Love Zoom meetings. We got to plan another one. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And I don't know if we mentioned it, but so yeah, if you sign up for Patreon anytime between like now, whenever, it basically just anytime before Halloween. On Halloween, mm-hmm. we'll end our gift box spooktacular extravaganza and um, <laughs> everyone gets it. We're not doing it just for new patreon members it's everybody because what would be the point if we don't say thank you to our like og patrons that makes zero sense you guys that is are odd. 
you guys get a little bit bigger dream boat than maybe the newbies. I don't know. We'll discuss. <laughs> It'll be a boat. <laughs> but for real, we handpicked a bunch of items, like Liana said. Um, some of them are personalized. Some of them are customized. And mm-hmm. um, we like everything we got so much that we made sure there were extras for us because we are horrible, greedy people, and we wanted to because <laughs> we like what we got you. It's not crap. You'll want to keep it, no. and you'll want to use it. It's not, um, like, kitschy. It's really cool stuff that we like. I love it. I seriously am so excited about it. I almost used one of the items tonight. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, this is for other people right now. What am I Shit. doing? It's okay. It's okay. Hmm. Can't help it. It's okay. But yeah, so um, if you've been thinking about joining our Patreon, now would be a super awesome time to do it because mm-hmm. Halloween is coming and to celebrate it and to say thank you, you get a awesome town gift box. Yeah, and by joining Patreon, even at our lowest level of $2 a month, you get access to, I think, I seriously, I say this every fucking time, but I really need to count how many episodes we've done because I think we're up, we're probably around 50 now. Has to be. Yeah. Plus, we have videos, and we have uh, our Choose Your Own Adventure horror erotic novel, and Mm -hmm. we have polls that you need to weigh in on, and then also we do our Zoom meetings with our Patreon members from time to time, and those are... So much fun. I don't know why they're the best. We never talk about anything, like, specific. It's just, like, whatever weird crap comes to everybody's mind. Very fun. We should do one this weekend. Even though I have no social skills, I really, really like like doing them. I don't know. We'll discuss. (laughs) <laughs> so do you have news for me news? all right this is old news you have to sing it the whole time though but it's news it's old news <laughs> oh my goodness i can't okay explain. right but it's fitting because it goes with our topic for tonight mm. then should i go first because mine does not segue at all um okay sure I don't know. It's not that convinced I'm me. not interested. No, I'm no, just... no. I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, I um, thought out loud and sure. said, I'm sure. I really yeah. hate you. I make noises when I think. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So, I found a job for myself if I ever quit becoming a podcaster. Ooh, or maybe I would awkward. be a podcaster <laughs> in conjunction with this job. Ooh. Conjunction. Conjunction. Sounds like an STD. Doesn't it? You know why? Because consumption? No, uh, no. Don't you dare. That's my favorite word. I know. <laughs> because of conjunctivitis. Oh. Good old-fashioned eye infections. <laughs> well, mixing conjunctivitis and consumption. No. Conjunction. Is that not the most palatable word? <laughs> consumption it's so good just makes me want to watch tombstone i'll be a huckleberry that is never not funny to me oh it's not it's always Uh, funny val kilmer tombstone val kilmer the best never forget (laughs) that's a shirt seriously i would wear the shit out of that shirt and it's (laughs) never forget <laughs> should have had the date the movie was started production <laughs> and when it was released <laughs> oh my god I'm writing this you down write i love this so must. much oh uh, i insist. never i deplore <laughs> forget and the like one time a month that i leave the house to go grocery shopping <laughs> I'm going to wear the hell out of that shirt. Do you even understand how good that is? I love his little mustache. It's oh, perfect. Oh, do you even? Would it be, it's got to be just his head. Oh, yeah. Not full bod, right? No. No, that's weird. I don't think so. Just a little tiny face. belt Kilmer standing on the <laughs> <laughs> Kind of funny. No, just his head. But it should be his head. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Night Guys podcast. <laughs> we talk <laughs> true crime, paranormal, and consumption. <laughs> Maybe I'll be that. Maybe I'll be that for not Halloween. I'll just be mm. Val Kilmer. <laughs> just draw a mustache on your face. What if we? Oh my God! What if we threw a Halloween party one one day? 
where everyone has to come as that character. Can we have that party, please? I don't even know what that sound was. Yeah. I don't either. What would it look like? What would it look like? Be like, I can't find Sean. He's dressed like Val Kilmer. Well, shit. What stage of consumption Val Kilmer is he? <laughs> Is he like Huckleberry Mount Kilmer? <laughs> or is he precious with Daisy Kilmer? Oh. I cannot. Mm. Oh, wow. I want to come as almost dead Kilmer. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm crying. I want that really, really white face. And I want beads of sweat on my face at all times. <laughs> And I want to be laying down the whole time. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the best party, guys. Everyone's invited. Uh, Everyone's invited to the consumption party. At one point, <laughs> someone has to... <laughs> someone has to do the little whistle tombstone, like, showdown thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And then everyone's, re- it's like a game and everyone's required to do something like, like musical chair style and like. Oh, some people draw Yeah, whoever their takes guns. their gun out last is, is out. <laughs> <laughs> you have to say, you have to draw your gun and say Huckleberry. The last one that does it has to take a shot. Uh, That's a great idea. Of the, of the cure for consumption. As much as I loved the Mad Men party, this is better. This is insane. We'll do that. We need to do Mad Men. We need to do mm. a Huckleberry party. And we need Huckleberry to do... party is the best party. And we'll have Huckleberry themed food. And Huckleberry drinks. Delicious. Oh, amazing. And But we also need to do Austin Powers party. Yeah. Okay. So the three, Im- the three no, important we'll... parties. <laughs> the trifecta. <laughs> the Holy Trinity. I like how none of these have anything to do with our podcast not in the least austin powers nope Mad Men, never uh, tombstone <laughs> they're like the three most opposite things that could ever be related to our podcast <laughs> none of it makes sense which uh, is why we talk about it outstanding news can't wait to okay. wear that shirt right after this i wear legit what had nothing to do with my news i'd vote nothing. for that this was not about my news at all. Segway. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about my news oh my anymore. God. I can do mine. My news can be what we just spoke on. No. This is important. <clears throat> this is my job. This okay, what's job. your job? <laughs> it's your but nine to five. Pentagon created a UFO task force. Oh, Okay. That's cool. To, it's different than like, Space Force. Yeah, fuck Space Force. It's not. No. No. What's this? What's no. this called? The news actually came by the way of a press release issued Friday last from the DOD, following reports that the creation of such a group was to be revealed to the public imminently. In the announcement, they stated that on August fourth, twenty twenty, the de- uh, the Deputy Secretary Secretary of Defense David L. Norquist approved the establishment of a unidentified aerial phenomena task force (UAPTF). The group, they explained, will be led by the Department of the Navy. So I'm already not military, so I'm never going to get in. But I still demand to be some kind of contractor, um, and that seeks to improve its understanding of and gain insight into the nature and origins of UAPs. The mission of the task force is to detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs that could potentially pose a threat to U.S. national security. How do we get on this task force? I want nowhere near that task force. No, you're going to get Unless on I it. am manning the <laughs> laser cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I need it to be a laser cannon. Oh, okay. So you can go zap zap. Mm-hmm. Pew pew. <laughs> I don't feel safe. And I want one of those shields that they use. What kind of shield? When you play Halo. The alien shields. I need that. I like how they're an alien shield and you're okay with that. Hey, I have to use their tech to beat them. Talk these things through. 
And you make me sigh deeply and in a sad way. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the press release went on to say that the safety of our personnel and the security of our operations are of paramount concern. The Department of Defense and the military departments take any incursions by unauthorized aircraft into our training ranges or designated airspace very seriously and examine each report. Hmm. This includes examinations of incursions that are initially reported as UAP when the observer cannot immediately identify what he or she is observing. Basically, all they're saying is whenever there's a fucking UFO, just call it a UFO. Mm. Call it a UFO. Well, they said UAP, right? Yeah, but the thing is they're just like, oh, well, they're incursions and, you know, they can't identify what they're observing. Just just call it what it is. Yeah, I agree. Call spade a spade. We know what you're talking about. Just don't don't use flowery language. Just say when peeps see UFOs, we investigate. Yeah. We send Fox Foxy out there. Ooh. Cleopatra? <laughs> Austin Powers. Check. Let's see how we can get Mad Men in here later today. In oh, the, man. In the episode. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Did we like Don Draper? He dreamboat? We never talked about him. Wow. We... We should unpack that on Patreon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. It is. I'm going to put that down there. Hold on. <laughs> Don Draper. Dream beat? Dream beat? <laughs> I'm thinking like a beat, like in the ground. Dream beat. <laughs> dream beat. Oh. Like I like beats a lot. I'm dreaming. So I'm okay with that. Okay. Back to my news, not Don Draper. Uh, while longtime UFO fans are understandably excited about the creation of the task force, it might be wise to temper expectations since previous efforts from the government, such as the legendary Project Blue Book, failed to provide any answers with regards to the origin and nature of the puzzling phenomenon. That said, the very fact that another effort has been both launched and made public should be seen as a promising development to those who yearn for the subject to be treated with the seriousness it deserves. Thank Whatever. you. Ever Project Blue Book didn't fail. The government took it and hid all of their findings. Exactly. But also, I like the fact that it's being brought back into the light and that they're acknowledging it as something that they need to be focused on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's too much unknown shit that goes on, and it's not it's not bullshit. Yeah, for it's sure. Not. And that's what pisses me off is that the people are like, oh, my God, you don't fall. That's so stupid. And it's like, is it, though? No, it's it's totally not. It's stupider to think that they're not real. Yeah. All right. My old news. My okay. extremely old news. Oh, God. 1773. <laughs> oh, my God. The year of my wine. <laughs> man arrested in New Jersey after mm-hmm. he enters. That's inappropriate. Home and lives under bed in spare bedroom for three days. Oh, this makes me actually nauseous. The thought of that just makes me... Not... That's a big no-kay. I got that weird feeling in my mouth where I feel like I might actually barf because the thought of somebody just being there... How horrible. So this was July 2015. This is so upsetting already. Uh, I almost don't even want you to read anymore. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Jason... Hubbard was arrested and charged with criminal trespass, burglary, and theft of services. The I'm not just being creepy. Yeah. Spotswood, New Jersey Police Department said in a Facebook post after he allegedly entered a home in May and lived under the bed in a spare bedroom for three days while <laughs> he charged four cell phones with an electrical outlet under the bed. <laughs> Holy shit. So oh it was theft God. of he's electricity. Like buying stocks and shit while he's under the bed. <laughs> Good for him. Hustle. Hustle, baby. Hubbard allegedly entered the home through an open door on May 7th when one of the occupants was taking out the garbage. Hubbard apparently remained under the bed in the spare bedroom until May 10th when the homeowner heard a noise in the spare bedroom. Upon looking under the bed, the homeowner discovered Hubbard and immediately called police. Um, Oh, interesting. Oh, whoa. He, quote, used to date my daughter five years (gasps) ago. It didn't end well. He didn't say why he came back. That's really scary because if he had, like, even a little bit of ill will towards uh, her, that's scary. Or Mm. just, like, is he trying to, like, be close to her again? Is he watching her? That's scary. Was that her old room? Because, you know, it's a spare bedroom. Maybe. So maybe that was her old room because she moved out. Uh, Ew. Um, Ew. Let me see. 
They told the TV station her uh, husband found Hubbard under the bed in their daughter's former bedroom. He <gasps> called the police on the evening of May 10th, and the couple's 28-year-old son kept an eye on Hubbard until police arrived. I don't oh. think he was eating. I think he just had water under the bed. He didn't say why he came back. He just picked our house to hide out in. He didn't have a home to live in. That's sad. He said that he... Not their problem. Yeah. Said she had not heard from Hubbard in five years, but she has a message for him nearly three months after his bizarre multi-day cell phone charging break-in at her home. Stay away from this house and never come back. Um, they said they weren't scared, just angry. He's been in jail, uh, 50,000 bail. It is not known if he has an attorney when this happened. His age and town of residence are also unknown. Wow. What? Uh, uh, the charge for theft of services is because he charged his phone. <laughs> I was going to say that he stole electricity. Yep. So that's, that's theft. That's kind of silly. <laughs> I would charge him with literally everything I could. Yeah. Agreed. Simply so that he does time to be stuck in How jail away from me. Gross. The idea of someone being in your home for days. You're like showering and going to the bathroom, talking on the phone, eating. Uh, if they, no way you can hide afraid. in my house. All of the animals would be like, Who are you? <laughs> Punky would try to kill them. Reggie him. would be barking nonstop. Mita would trip them on accident. <laughs> She'd, she'd somehow arrest them. <laughs> well, we don't have any space in anywhere for people to hide. So good. I feel safe. Not fast. Not fast. That yeah. is so icky. Very. That is max icky. Yeah. I don't like that at all. No. Nope. I'm very unhappy with this. Well, <clears throat> with that, um, before we get started, we have a little doot to do an ad. <laughs> is that what we're calling them now? I forgot. A doot do. No, it's a dupe to do. Oh, sorry. So sorry. I'm so sorry. Don't hurt Get me. Get it right. Um, so, yeah, this podcast is called Too Dumb for This Podcast. It's, um, <laughs> I love their name. <laughs> um, they're very sweet and very fun to talk to since we've gotten to know them over the past little bit. Um, Jesse and Trenton, um, I suggest you guys check them out. Um, they're... Well, we're starting like to find opposites. out. opposites. Yeah, they're opposites and um, kind of kindred spirits, I think, to me and Liana. But not spooky, just fun. And um, yeah. them discussing things that come to mind and that are possibly too dumb for them to talk about. <laughs> or maybe they're too dumb to think up. <laughs> Either way, they're a good time. So um, shout out to them. And here's their ad. The Too Dumb for This Show, featuring Trenton and Jesse, is back with all new episodes. Trenton has a sensitive gag reflex and likes guns, burgers, and babes. <laughs> Jesse is a free-thinking vegan hippie who cries a lot. We actually think he has a low tea problem and might be turning into a lady. Join these two best friends as they discuss whatever dumb things comes to mind. And you never know who is going to stop by the show. It's fun. It's weird. It's the Too Dumb for This Show. Listen now wherever you enjoy podcasts. Okay, guys. So now, after Erica's disgusting story... Mm. We're going to talk about monsters under the bed. Ooh. <laughs> I was like, how long could she go? Oh I could go a very long time. I was trying to not laugh, but it happened. Sorry. I could actually go forever. <laughs> <laughs> the longest horrible bass riff. So when you're searching for stuff about monsters under the bed, you invariably end up with the boogeyman or the bogeyman. But we're not going to get there yet. Mm -mm. First, shall we talk about the origins? Yeah, I think, um, why don't we start with this? I feel mm -hmm. like this, what, who's that sound of music? It's a very good place to start. Oh, yeah. How did that? Shit. Anyway, that's in my head now. That's all I can think about. That's all I'm going to focus on. I'm sorry. Okay, so, terraphobia. You heard of it? <laughs> you heard? No. We haven't. 
Um, it's also known as monstrophobia. Kind of cool. It's the fear of monsters. This is extremely common for preschool children. Um, or if you're Erica until you're at least 13, but it usually lessens during the early elementary years and is highly uncommon by the time a child reaches middle school. Ooh, I'm uncommon. Or if you're Liana, because I'm still, like, I have the light on in the closet behind me. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I feel like I can handle it. Oh, yeah, I'm punky. I feel safe now. <laughs> My cat's asleep. She doesn't care. She yeah. Punky will protect me. Sufferers commonly think there could be a monster under the bed or in the closet. When uh-huh. being in bed, sufferers may ease themselves by leaving a light on. Older kids and adults may suffer from this phobia unnaturally, likely caused by watching scary movies about evil creatures. It's Sim- not unnatural. <laughs> right? How dare you? <laughs> Symptoms like of terrorphobia include not wanting to go out at night, sleeping with lights on, and in extreme cases, insomnia. If the fear of monsters is rooted in religious or spiritual beliefs, it can be treated through spiritual counseling with religious leaders instead of, or in addition to, traditional therapeutic techniques. This is really uncommon. Okay, so I don't like the dark, except when I'm going to sleep, I need the dark. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Am I broken? Mm, no, I understand it completely. Because I, I get really way. freaked out by the dark if I know I need to exist in it. But if I'm in my bed, I'm perfectly happy with darkness. It, well, it's home base. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. you can't touch me here. This is base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These are the rules. <laughs> Glad we have established that. <laughs> I concur. I live in the same world. <laughs> <laughs> So what else? What else? So another thing I think would be a good place to start is a stupid song. Um, <laughs> it's a history of the monster under the bed. Yes, oh. yes, yes. Yes, yes. Um, the monster under the bed is a variation of the boogeyman, which has existed for centuries in various guises all around the world. It is likely that the boogeyman legend originated simply as a behavior uh, deterrent for children. For example, if a child doesn't go to bed, then they might be told that the boogeyman will get them. So messed up. Not exactly grade A parenting, but a common technique, and that's what we have with that. How awful. My parents never did that, but my brother did, and that's why my closet forever had to be shut. I think I talked about this. I thought gnomes were going to come out. Because he told me gnomes. I didn't make that up. He said that's what he had for him. And I was like, I don't, I don't need them. I don't like them like you, uh, weirdo. And I'd like them to stay under the house if this is supposedly where they're coming from. Gross. See, that's really mean. So yeah. Horrible. Do you want me to talk about why children are afraid? <sighs> yes. They're brothers. And then he got mad at me for telling my mom why I couldn't go to sleep. She's going to ask me. I'm going to tell her. Well, I can explain it to you quite easily. Well, he came in here and said, I will be uh, surrounded by gnomes. (laughs) I really don't want that. (laughs) So. David the gnome can suck it. (laughs) This article was, uh, they interviewed a child psychologist. Her name is Dr. Laura Kaufman. And they describe that just the world is a scary place for children and absolutely everything they see and they hear is new at one point and they have to learn whether it poses a threat or not. And part of that frame of reference comes from a child's parents if or brother. <laughs> if the child is told something scary, they will likely believe it. Uh, fear of monsters under the bed, similar to nightmares, start between four and five years old as the child's imagination becomes more vivid. They start to understand more abstract concepts such as fear, but still have trouble distinguishing fact from fantasy. Or just the world is a scary place. Totally. And they're afraid, understandably. Yeah. Within the darkness, it's unknown. Now something, I don't know what's there anymore. Exactly. Like, that makes sense to me. So Dr. Kaufman believes that this fear comes from the lack of understanding of the world around them and their quickly expanding imagination. She says, children don't have years of experience coping with such sounds at night and mastering the art of falling asleep, so they are particularly susceptible to signs or indicators of threat at night. As children enter their primary school years, they develop the cognitive skills and ability to imagine such things as monsters and their fears of the dark get projected onto the caricature of the bogeyman or boogeyman i i don't know why i don't like it as bogeyman because then i just think boogers yeah i like boogeyman 
because also like he likes to boogie. Yep. <laughs> boogie man's cute. Um, <laughs> also, it can stem from separation anxiety, being away from mom and dad at night, which is why hopping into their bed will usually stop nightmares. Although parents should be wary of this, as your child could become too dependent on this and refuse to sleep in their own bed. Me every night going to my parents' door, and being like, Mom. "Oh man, oh man." Every goddamn night, I'd be like, Mom, no, I would be screaming from my own bed because I was afraid to get out of bed. Well, I didn't want the monsters to hear me waking her up. Well, at first I was afraid, and I would sit there and just kind of like, Mom, I would try to say it like slowly louder and louder, and I basically increased my voice volume. Yeah, that for sure. <laughs> oh, so scary. scary. Monsters suck. I don't like them. Mm-mm. It really bothers me. Oh. <clears throat> So Should I talk a... about the different bogeymans, or you want to talk about um, well... bogeys? <laughs> you mean boogers? <laughs> the booger man. Um, you keep going. You keep going. <laughs> okay, so this is from Wiki. So hot. It's gonna be pretty general, but I don't care. So the bogeyman, also spelled boogeyman, bogey with a Y, man. <laughs> oh my God, boogey monster. <laughs> That one's really funny to me. So it's a type of mythical creature that's used by adults to frighten children into good behavior, which, again, is horrible. Yeah. The bogeyman has no specific appearance, and conceptions vary drastically by household and culture, but it is most commonly depicted as a masculine or androgynous monster that punishes children for misbehavior. Uh, The bogeyman or a somewhat related creature can be found in every culture. Which is crazy, and I can give like a whole freaking list. It's long. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about a couple of them. Um, so the bogeyman may target a specific act or general misbehavior, depending on what purpose needs serving. Often based on a warning from the child's authority figure. The term bogeyman is sometimes used as a non-specific personification uh, for terror, and in some cases, it's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so the word bogey, I thought this was funny, is believed to be derived from Middle English bog or mm, budge, yeah. uh, meaning something frightening, scarecrow. Or hobgoblin um, in Middle English, <laughs> apparently. Yes, goblin. I love hobgoblins. Aww. They're good guys. They're so cute. <laughs> um apparently there's a legend that surrounds it um and it may have originated in scotland although it's not soups clear there are reported references made to the boogeyman monster as early as the 1500s that's (gasps) crazy although it's suspected the concept already existed in folklore long Mm -hmm. before it's nearly Mm -hmm. impossible though to pin down this dude's exact origins Mm -hmm. because the boogeyman has such a large global (laughs) impact, it is difficult to determine which country told the first tales of this monster. One thing Mm -hmm. is for certain, he loves to lurk in the shadows. That's creepy. (laughs) Long walks on the beach. (laughs) Boogieing the night away. Daytime soaps and (laughs) the nighttime. And its main victims are disobedient children who don't listen to their parents. He reminds mm. me so much of a Christmas. Uh, Christmas Krampus is like the holiday version of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's fun. <laughs> um, it is Krampus. I, yeah, right? Um, so while the original boogeyman proves to be as difficult to define as who the monster is today, the mythology surrounding it is consistent cross-culturally. The bogeyman is there to ensure that we follow <laughs> the rules. Um, it's shapeless, so it can be seen. It can be anywhere at any time. Yuck. Mm. Whether that means lurking under the bed or in the closet, behind a tree in the forest. Mm-hmm. Don't look. Stay, stay indoors. What's both mm. fascinating and terrifying about the boogeyman is that it has n- uh, no defined, agreed upon appearance. That's mm-hmm weird and creepy while everyone knows the term no one has a clear idea of what it looks like which sets it apart from other mythical monsters who are generally defined by their physical traits this means that the boogeyman while typically thought of as masculine could take on any or no gender wow i like that it could live in your house or at a friend's house 
It could walk through the walls or hide in your closet. As the House of Monsters put it, the Boogeyman is just a formless personification of terror. It can be anything the fear in your mind makes it out to be. Oh, that's a weird, that's a weird scary way to put it. Um, I don't like that. That's gross. <laughs> Ew, so he really is. He's like that thing in Harry Potter. It's with a B, right? Doesn't it start with a B? Oh, the Bogart. Bogart. I should have said it. I didn't think it was because I was thinking that's like the Bogart, the joint, my friend, Willie Nelson song. <laughs> and I was like, that can't really be what they named that monster. That's what Willie Nelson says. But I guess she did. <laughs> That's that was a creature like long before. I don't know. Willie Nelson's pretty thing. old, dude. He is, but <laughs> it's been around longer than him. I've looked it up. Is a creature in English folklore either a household spirit or a malevolent genus loci? Re- the recorded folklore of Bogarts is remarkably varied as to their appearance and size. Many are described as relatively human-like in form, though usually uncouth, very ugly, and often with bestial attributes. attributes. Uh, T. Steinberg's 1851 book, Dialect and Folklore of Northamptonshire, describes a certain bugart as a squat, hairy man, strong as a six-year-old horse with arms almost as long as tackle poles. <laughs> that is the ugliest That's thing I've ever seen. the strangest description ever. Yes. They're not even in the same realm. And I Nelson's thought we were cool. talking about creatures. No, I know. I was trying to remember what that creature was called, and I didn't know if they were the same word or not. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I'm just having – I'm just thinking of Willie. Oh, my goodness. Okay. It is odd. <laughs> Moving on. I lost where we were. I'm so confused. <laughs> you can edit all that out if you want. I don't care. <laughs> or keep it. I want to talk about something, though. So, a, f- a friend to the boogeyman, because <laughs> mm-hmm. monsters have friends, too, is, I'm going to say it wrong, El Cuqui? El Cuqui? El Coco? He's got a million names. What matters is, He is very scary. He is a Mexican urban legend about a creature who kidnaps children who don't behave themselves, much like the boogeyman. He is... Wait, um, pause. hmm. He is in a ton of Latin American countries. So, like, any Spanish-speaking country, they know of him. So, not just Mexico. This is from Mexican urban legends. (laughs) Okay, well, but I'm just seeing a bunch of other countries listed as well. Oh, okay. Well... I think this spelling is for him, maybe. It's oh, okay. L-C-U-C-U-Y? I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Who knows? So, according to Mexican folklore, El Cuqui is a small, hideous, hairy creature with glowing red oh. eyes. He has big yeah. ears like a bat and a mouthful of razor-sharp teeth like a barracuda. The Hate legend it. has been passed down over the years by word of mouth from mother to child. Mexican parents often warn their children, behave yourself or he will come and take you away. When night falls, he comes. Oh, my goodness. He hides in your closet or under your bed. He can take the shape of any dark shadow. He watches you silently and waits for his moment to pounce. Then he will take you away to his lair, his lair, deep in the mountains and devour you. Oh, someone says, I grew up in a small town in Mexico. My mother used to tell me ghost stories when I was a child, but none of them scared me as much as El Cuqui. I think maybe that's how you say it. I don't Mm -hmm. know. One day, I was angry, and I cursed at my mother. She got very Uh quiet, and she looked at me with fury burning in her eyes. Slowly and calmly, she said something in Spanish, which means El Cuqui is going to scratch your feet tonight. Yeah, mama. Something about the way she said it really scared me. That night, I went to bed, and it took me nearly two hours to fall asleep. (sighs) The next morning, when I woke up, I got out of bed and noticed that my feet were sore. I looked down and saw that both of my feet had long red scratches on them. It truly terrified me because I didn't know if it was real or if my mother was so crazy that she scratched my feet (sighs) while I was asleep. To teach me a lesson. <laughs> I think your fun. mom is pretty scary. <laughs> I kind of dig her. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> so that's like a 
Latin version, I guess, of the Boogeyman. Oh. Both scary. I get, but he has more, I guess, of a look. He has like defined features. Boogeyman is not so much. Well, I also see here when uh, talking about him. So they describe him as a small humanoid um, that hides in closets or under the bed. Some lore has him as a kid who was the victim of violence, and now he's alive, but he's also not. That's really sad. Awful. I don't like. But that. I mean, if that's your way of getting your kids to go to bed, I guess it's like they said. It's portrayed, he's portrayed as an evil monster that hides under children's bed at night and kidnaps or eats the child that does not obey his or her parents to, or to go to sleep when it is time to do so. I don't like that they eat you. Uh, please, don't, please don't do that. Just stab <laughs> me. <laughs> please don't eat me. <laughs> so another version of the boogeyman? <laughs> I like this one. Akuka. I love her. She sounds like so she time. is from Brazil, but she is a female humanoid alligator or an old lady with a sack. Mm. <laughs> and I guess there's a famous lullaby sung by most parents to their children that say that the kuka will come and get them and make them a soup or soap made of them if they do not sleep. Ew. Oh, my I'm going to make a soup out of you Small or turn footprint. you into soap. That's good. Carbon footprint. Either your food or a cleaning implement. Whoa. That's very specific. And I don't feel good about it. <laughs> I get why you could scare your kid a little bit to make them not do something that is dangerous. Uh-huh. But why is that? I think in the long run, you are hurting yourself by making them scared to go to bed. Or stay in bed. Because they're too scared to sleep. And they're eventually going to run for help. <laughs> and what that does not help you. <laughs> and then the next day you're both tired. And you're irritated because your kid slept in bed with you. And probably yeah, kicked you Yeah, and night. they're only going to want to talk about the boogeyman now. And you're like, god damn it. <laughs> so I discovered at the... Obviously, the very bottom of the list is the part about the United States. And since we are here in the United States, I really feel like it is germane for me to talk about it. <laughs> so it says, the boogeyman may be called the boogerman or booger monster in rural areas of the American South. And it was most often used to keep young children from playing outside past dark or wandering off in the forest. During the Corn Festival, young Cherokee males wearing caricature masks would make fun of politicians, frighten children into being good, and shake their masks at young women and chase them around. Male participants in this, quote, booger dance were referred to as the booger men. What? What is this? In some Midwestern states, the boogeyman scratches at the window. In eastern Iowa, he is called the corn stalker. Oh, I hate that. In the Pacific Northwest, he may manifest in green fog. In other places, don't he like hides. Or... I, don't I know like you hate the fog. In fog. You hate fog. The fog is scarier than the darkness. <laughs> in other places, he hides or appears from under the bed or in the closet and tickles children. Ew. Ew. I think that's that a sign of like... that's a that's a creepy adult that yes, needs to be put in prison. It. No, they need to that's be. Not... They can Dang. be eaten by the boogeyman. <laughs> The booger man. Get that alligator lady in there. She'll take her. The, the corn stalker. <laughs> Whatever that was. Ew. Uh, um, while in others, he is a tall figure in black hooded cloak who puts children in a sack. It is said that a wart can be transmitted to someone by the boogeyman? Hmm. Uh, he gives people warts. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Bloody Bones, also known as Rawhead or Tommy Rawhead, is a boogeyman of the American South. Never heard of this guy. Rawhead? Uh, Rawhead or Tommy Rawhead. Wow. Wow. That sounds painful. Wow. Why is his head some... so raw? Oh my goodness. Ew. <laughs> well, okay. They, it says, um, Rawhead and Bloody Bones are sometimes regarded as two individual creatures or two separate parts of the same monster. One is a bare skull that bites its victims and its companion is a dancing headless skeleton. Weird. What? These are creative. I'll give them that. My parents were just like, please, God, don't be afraid of sleeping and let us sleep in peace. 
<laughs> you are surrounded by your stuffed animals that love you and nothing scary. Please go to sleep. Please leave us alone. <laughs> I... No. Oh, man. There were a lot of things that scared me when I went to bed. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. a million. But oh, yeah. one of them... One that got added on a little bit later <laughs> to the list. Past the gnomes. And I was trying to find it for my Zoom backdrop, and I couldn't. Aww. I could eventually, but five minutes of searching was too much for me. And what I was trying to find was in Drop Dead Fred, when she goes and gets in her bed, the little girl. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Drop Dead Fred, what is wrong with you? Please go watch it. Um, <laughs> I love that movie so much. But when the little girl goes to bed, Fred mm-hmm. messes with her, and his hands come up from, like, behind her and, and the headboard, and he, like, touches her head and freaks the hell out of her, and yeah. it is horrifying. And from that point on, even though I knew it was Fred, I was horrified that something was going to come out between the space behind my head and my pillow, like, the headboard and the mattress. Uh. I knew it. I just knew something was going to come out there. So it's like I had to make sure my stuffed animals were there and I had something shoved there. And then that began like really hardcore believing that if my hand or my foot is hanging off the bed, I will die. Or he'll get get you. Chopped off. It's gone. It will be no more foot. (laughs) So scary. Like, oh, that scene scared me so bad. Because it was like, I'm already scared Awful. of, like, yeah, my feet and my hands getting touched. And now I'm like, behind my head isn't safe. There's a space here. What am I supposed to do? See, I was, I guess I was lucky. I didn't really have a headboard. I just. I was, like, shoved up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I had space. Spas is scary. <laughs> that spas is. No, I got spas huh? It's not good. I want spas like that. <laughs> do you have any stories about this uh oh by the way we tried to find i tried to find stuff about like information about monsters under the stairs or what was the other one that we said Mm, closet i got closet it's all this it's it's all the same shit guys it's all these assholes hide in the same spots they're all the same dudes yeah yeah i tried to find stories I got some really long ones. And then I did find one short one. <laughs> do you have any? I do. Do you want me to go first? Yes. All right. So Tell me a story. this one is from Hayerodo. Mm-hmm. Um, it is from... I don't know who it's from. Oh. Uh, Igene Grology, I think, is the name of this person. Um, okay. All right. It's titled, My Son Asked Me to Check the Closet for Monsters. Oh. Hopefully, this is scary. If it's not, then we will edit this out. (laughs) (laughs) I recently went through a pretty nasty divorce, but I got the only thing that mattered out of it. Full custody of my four-year-old son. Lost nearly everything else in the process, so we had to uh, relocate to a new house with barely any luggage or furniture. Truly a fresh start. I heard him call for me during our first night at our new home. It was a little after midnight, I think. I went to check on him to see what was wrong and sat by his bedside. He was wide awake and asked me to check the closet for monsters, which, uh, w- which wasn't surprising given the circumstances. He's still just a little kid and without even taking into account all the crap he's been put through thanks to my shitty marriage, moving into an unfamiliar, barely furnished home must be a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, and you know how they say that your brain always stays half awake when you're sleeping in a new environment, right? That's all pretty much what went through my mind in a flash as soon as my son spoke. It was no big deal. It was a normal night, I thought. But something else almost immediately clicked inside my brain. Before I even got to look at where my son had pointed to while he made his innocent request, something was wrong. I turned my head and looked and it took everything I had in me to not give in to fear and terror all for the sake of my son. When you become a parent, you have to protect your child no matter what, also putting yourself in harm's way if necessary and spare them any and all kinds of things that might hurt them. That's why I didn't freak out. I couldn't. Not when he had barely just started our new life. I had to protect him and at that point in time as I sat on his bed, I only knew one thing. We had to leave the room We had to leave the house immediately. 
All right, champ, of course, I said, faking bravery. Then I made a request of my own as I lowered my voice and got closer to him. Hey, how about you step outside for a minute? If there's a monster in there, I'll have to kick its butt all over your room. He chuckled and said, okay. I made sure to put some extra emphasis on the word butt because it's something that always cracks him up when I say it. <laughs> she spelled it with two T's, like butt butt. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> he got stuck on that and not the fact that I was indirectly admitting to the possibility of there actually being a monster. <laughs> as soon as he left the room, my mind raced as it started to put together the best and most efficient route to take him out of the house while picking my car keys up and phone on our way out. When I heard the closet door slowly creaking open behind me, I knew it was time to go. I jumped out of the bed, exited the room, and grabbed my son. We were out of the door and inside the car and moving in under a minute. I told him I couldn't sleep, so we were going out for some ice cream to celebrate. <laughs> he was a little taken <sighs> aback and asked, celebrate what? To which I replied, just us two together. I love you, buddy. It was by Aww. no means a lie, but I just had to make sure that he was all right and wouldn't think of anything else as we literally fled our new home. As I mentioned earlier, the house was a new environment. I'd been there a couple of times before, cleaned it all up by myself, and assembled what little furniture we had. So I knew for a fact that what belonged where and what didn't, and I know his room didn't have a closet. Oh, God. Oh. So, is she saying the room didn't have storage, but when she went in there, there were doors? Uh-huh. And then she heard them open? Uh huh. Ew. I hate, that. hate, 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 hate. Uh, if that's real, then that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm gonna tell myself that this is not a real story because it's very upsetting, but I have to read it anyway. <laughs> I would so have died if I were that woman. I just want. Yeah, no, I, I would. I'd be like, okay, we're going out for ice cream and never going home, just like she did. Now I'm thinking I should own a sword. And I'm thinking I need ice cream. Hmm. Both can live together in harmony. <laughs> this is a good plan. <laughs> With our powers combined. Ice creams and swords. Everybody. Hop in. <laughs> uh, okay. The story is called At the Bottom of the Stairs. Ooh. Not under. There weren't really any good ones, but this one seems horrible. (laughs) So it's from Shouts from Both Sides one year ago. So another year ago. My wife is away at a conference for the weekend. She goes to a few of these every year for her work, so I'm used to having the house to myself for a few days. My typical MO while she's gone entails pizza, late night gaming, and even later even later, night horror films. My only other companion in the house for the weekend is our dog, Gimli. Gim is a black and white, gray, giant schnauzer, and he's the best dog to share a house with. He never barks or freaks out. He's calm, he listens well, and he's a big softy. Or he was. Last night, things changed. You're going to hate this story. I can I tell. I hate it already. <laughs> I had just gotten out of the shower and was getting ready to go to bed when I heard a noise from downstairs. The noise froze my blood in place. I had never heard anything like it. It sounded like a wet, violent crunch. Excuse me, a what? A wet, violent crunch. Mm. Not good, though. As well, I stood there, it, it dawned on me that Gimli wasn't... It can't be crunchy if it's wet. It dawned on me that Gimli wasn't in his bed in the corner of our room, so it must have been him making the noise. Reassured by this, though not really sure what the hell he could have gotten into to make that noise, I edged toward the staircase to peer down into the living room. I was relieved to see Gim's silhouette there at the base of the stairs, looking at me, looking up at me from the dimly lit entryway. I gave a whistle, my nighttime signal that it's time for bed, and he raised his head, but he didn't move. He usually trots up the stairs immediately after the whistle, but not this time. I called his name, said, it's time for bed, Gim, but he still just stood there, head up, paws on the first step, body stretching out of sight behind the banister. That's when I heard the noise again, closer and more distinguishingly wet this time. No. I was pretty freaked out from the scary movie binging, so I just said, fuck it, and noped back into my room. (laughs) Told myself it would be fine to laugh about it in the morning, but at the time, I was way too freaked out, so I went to bed. I heard the crunch once more but then drifted off to sleep with the bedroom door firmly locked. This was last night. 
I just woke up and checked downstairs. I'm going to throw up. Gim is dead. He's in pieces at the bottom of the stairs. His lower half is missing. His upper half, Jesus fucking Christ, it's been hollowed out. The flesh has been ripped out. His whole body, his whole upper body is missing its insides. It's just skin and fur. I think whatever the fuck did this was wearing him on the stairs last night. I'm going to go hug my cat right now. I'm really upset. That is horrible. I hate this story. I hate it too. No one has a wet crunch noise. (laughs) That's red flag city. (laughs) Ew. Their story is fuck. (laughs) What is that word? Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) No, someone's like being like super fuck to you. (laughs) Hat those people. Well, fuck house people. <laughs> that story's so upsetting. I hate that. And you get negative 10 points for sharing it. <laughs> there are no stories that were good about monsters under the bed. Oh, man. I could definitely find more, but... There were... there Okay, there were some, but they were so long. They were like mini novels. And I'm not... This is not story time. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yuck. Okay, well, with that horrible story, shall we scootily along for next week yeah figure out what's what's what yep yep okay i'm excited are you ready to spin the wheel i am okay play that ditty okay what <laughs> demons <laughs> okay and Disguisey. <laughs> so, like so people stories, that are possessed? That would be one. Okay. Another one would be like Annabelle the doll. Oh. That's a demon and a disguisey. <laughs> a disguise? A disguise. <laughs> or perhaps a demon that is coming up in like EVPs as a little girl. Oh, those are gross. Creepy. I hate that. They're like, help me, help me. Yeah, and you're like, oh no, I gotta help you. And then it's like, just kidding, you're possessed now. You're going to hell. <laughs> I'm gonna drive your body around like a skin suit. Oh, please do. 2020 is <laughs> no dies. <laughs> Welcome vacation. <laughs> Uh, plot twist i won't let you stop possessing me (laughs) who's in hell now bitch (laughs) you demon this is great i'm into this next topic (laughs) i think it'll be fun i've always thought demons sounding like other people i've heard them like mimic like adults too where it's like you know like a husband or wife or whatever it's like they're hearing adults too not just like throwing kids voices it's it's really scary i don't like it creepy town i think it's a great idea Mm -hmm. me too i would like to double as a demon and take over somebody else how do i do that uh maybe there's an app for that Dark web demon app. Dark Done. web demon app. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can find something on the dark web. Just... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> How do you even search, quote, the dark web? Do you know once I typed <laughs> that into Google? <laughs> I'm like, let's just... Let's just drive this car as fast as we can go. Let's see like what happens. How? And what? I remember, like, it popped up, like, it was, like, warned me not to look further, and I could get in <laughs> trouble for doing so. <laughs> like, what's happening? Guys, oh, clearly, if I have went to... on the watch list. <laughs> I was like, if I have to Google how to, obviously, I am not a threat. <laughs> like, I am not skilled. If I'm asking the internet how to search the dark, scary Where parts is of the internet. the entrance to the dark web? <laughs> I'm lost. What if we did an episode on the dark web? I've thought about it. It's pretty, dare I say, dark. Oh. <laughs> I think you dare. 
I don't know. I could talk about Mr. Robot forever, though. So mm. he hacked the dark web. And it was a very, dare I say again, a dark episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just like the same darkness that the boogeyman lives in. Mm. <laughs> nice segue back. Thank you. <laughs> By the way. Uh, up on my computer right now is just a bunch of pictures of Val Kilmer from Tombstone. Oh, good. <laughs> this has brought me out of the darkness of the dark web. Good, good, good. And the picture that I'm focusing on is when he is deep in his consumption. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Doc Holiday. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, all right, cool. Okay, guys, well, join us next week when we talk about not the dark web. And <laughs> so now I really want to. <laughs> then we're going to talk, talk about demons and disguise. <laughs> Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, well, this is the Night Guys podcast. I'm Liana. Not America. Ew. Just don't. <laughs> I did. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Bye bye. bye.